This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Back in the day, there was a song by Mick Jagger in which he sang, I don't get no satisfaction. You remember that, Dave? I do. Oh, I boy, do, that, I do. That dates us, doesn't it? Was he talking about fly fishing? I don't think he was talking about fly fishing, <laughs> but that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about what, what does satisfaction look like when fly fishing? Every so often we do a podcast on a satisfying day or a fine day we've had on the river, you know, that could be the Madison, the Yellowstone, the Gardner, Timber Cooley, the Provo. But today we, we want to take a step back and talk about what makes a satisfying day on the river. Um, Dave, how do we even think about that? What are some of the things that make for a satisfying day? Well, we need to get the first out of the way so we can talk about the most substantive things. That's right. But, so the first obviously is catching fish uh, that is the most substantive <laughs> and i think this is what is probably most difficult about someone who is just starting out who is not catching fish yeah and so it is hard to have satisfying mm-hmm. days what yeah. you have is a lot of frustration right yep. wind uh-huh. and knots and 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 you know yep. and not catching fish so at the end of the day i think we both like catching and not yep. just fishing oh i agree with that and i I still struggle with that because I, I do enjoy the outdoors and, and I've gotten better over the years at saying, well, okay, I didn't catch that many fish or I didn't catch any, but it was still a good day. But, but my patience wears thin. Yep. And, and if I'm not catching fish, it's, it's not a satisfying. That reminds me when we were in the Driftless, um, I think it was in, in April. So it was about six, seven months ago. And we had a pretty good day on that creek in the Forestville Mystery yeah. State mm-hmm. Park. Yep. And I remember hearing you say, you know, I've had a really good day. And as I thought back on it, I thought, we really didn't catch that many right. fish, mm-hmm. but we caught enough to keep your interest. That's true. And I've had times, honestly, where I've caught four or five fish. And the day has been just as satisfying as days where I've caught 40 fish, honestly. Well, I felt that way in Montana recently on, on the day of the Missouri. So yeah. the first day, Willow Creek, we each got 20, 30 each. Then yeah. the next day in the Gardner, we caught at least 30 each. Yep. We stopped counting at that point. But then the next day, we were on the Missouri. So we were streamer fishing, and we knew we were not going to catch volume. Mm-hmm. Right. But we each caught a really big rainbow. Yep. So one fish in about four hours of fishing. Yeah. And to me, that made for a satisfying day. You know, it really did. I, I felt the same way. And maybe it was the context that we had already had a couple good days. And that makes it easier. But, yeah, it does. But we knew going in, hey, we're, we're, going, for a, you know, we're going for a big trout here, a big old lunker rainbow. And... You know, we're not going to catch 20 or 30 fish. This actually raises the question, at what point do you feel like you've caught enough to feel sated? Like, okay, yeah. I've caught enough. Wow. Now, there's these days where you catch so many, you're just exhausted, and there's their kind of joy and, and, and purity of moment just because of the pure volume. But then I also think there's these days where you don't catch just tons of fish, 
but it's just enough to make yeah. it really mm -hmm. pop in terms of the day. It, yeah, it, it really does. Enough to, maybe to keep you engaged. I think yeah, that's the thing that's I look it. at. When I, when, when I see my fly floating, if I'm dry fly fishing, or if I see my strike indicator, if I'm nymphing, or if I'm stripping you know, uh, streamers, and, and I'm feeling kind of that uh, tension of, of uh, oh boy, there could be a strike any moment. I'm good. It's kind of when that goes away. And yeah, it's like, after oh, three or four hours of yeah, just... this is getting really yeah, tedious. Uh, yeah. So catching fish is part of a satisfying day. We, we do. We need to say that up front. Uh, again, like Dave said, there's a difference between maybe the volume of fish you catch and, and even the, the size of the trout that you catch, but, but it does help to catch fish. Yeah, I but, agree. But what else? I mean, I've uh, if, if it was just a matter of catching fish, we could go to... Uh, uh, you know, one of those, well, Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, or somebody's <laughs> private pond or something and, and, and just keep pulling them out. So th there's more to it. What else is there? We've talked about this before, but it is the outdoors and it's not the outdoors with the hoi polloi, you know, the masses. It's the outdoors. And right. what I like about the outdoors is this risk. There is a sense of risk mm -hmm. or like with the weather even, I remember, mm -hmm. I think it was two years ago, we were back in Yellowstone. It was in the, it was like the last week of July and the temp went from like 90 degrees to like 50 degrees. Oh Do you yeah. Remember that? And then that, that night, remember we were, we ended up staying in Cook City. Oh, and I remember we woke up and there was snow. <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah. I love that. I yeah. mean, I love mm -hmm. that. I love the shift, the like the dramatic shift. Yep. And something mm -hmm. happens and you, you have to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. And you're cold. I love being yeah. cold. I love not as much being hot, but I love being cold at times. Um, I don't know. There's something about the outdoors and experiencing oh. the rawness of it. Yep. That there makes is. me feel alive. You know, that's that's kind of goofy, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do love that part of it. So. Uh, it. It's great. I I have to say, some of my best memories fly fishing are uh, those moments when it snows. I mean, if 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 you're a listener and you've never had the opportunity to fish when it's snowing, I oh, mean that goodness. is that is just wonderful. Now, yeah, you don't you don't want it, you know, super cold or the the wind howling, but. I've been out on, and when I lived in Montana, I used to go out to the East Gallatin near our house. And I remember a couple days where the snow was softly falling. And of course, then that gets uh, uh, the fish rising and that maybe goes back to catching fish. But th there is something about standing in a river. Uh, I've done the same in the Madison. You're just standing there and the, the snow is, is uh, softly falling and you're, you're casting a fly. There's just a, there's just a peacefulness about that. There's a beauty that it's just hard to describe. Uh, on our very first podcast, episode one, um, we talked about my best day ever, and I described that day on the Madison. Man, you was, had a good memory. I forgot about that. And it was in the bear trap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were hitting these really tiny... Uh, Aren't they midges? They were tiny day? midges, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, I think there was like a foot of snow in the parking lot. <laughs> we drove this... this that minivan. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Dave's Dave, van Dave again. Yeah. Minivan and drove it in there and we got stuck, I think. And then we just said, Hey, let's just pile out <laughs> yeah. and start getting our gear on. We geared up and it was, it was actually not really cold. It was right around freezing. Yeah. And, uh, but they started hitting, but when the snow came down, it was just fabulous. Yep. I mean, you could yeah. hardly see cause the, you know, Oh, I know. And, and I think the water too, was so black. Well, yeah. And, sunrise and sunset is something else now 
uh, for years I've enjoyed fishing kind of in the evening and well I've seen some beautiful sunsets in Montana I I remember one evening on the Yellowstone River and by by dusk all the drift boats had gone I was out there by myself and and caught a couple nice rainbows again it wasn't a lot but it was enough to say oh this is great and it was so gorgeous now sunrise has been different and one of the attractive things we thought about a recent fall trip that we took is hey we're, we're just going to sleep in and you know <laughs> things aren't going to warm up well as we talked to uh, guides in the shops and and even one or two guys that we fished with uh, they wanted to get out there at the crack of dawn yep and and some of that was to beat other fly fishers but uh, one guy said man that's you know that there's that, a window of time that there. low light yep. uh the browns especially are more aggressive and i thought oh great but you know i enjoyed every morning when we got to watch the sunrise yep. or just to just to feel that that, that light uh, you know starting to to what kind of envelop the the valleys that we were fishing it was just gorgeous yeah and 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 on that note, you know, we, you know, one of the great memories of that trip was uh, shouting out into the darkness to alert <laughs> yeah. the grizzly bears. Yeah, that's and I think right. the other thing is seeing wildlife. I remember once oh, on the yeah. Yellowstone, I had to do my business in the brush, right? <laughs> so I stopped fishing and I went <laughs> to the bank of the Yellowstone and I turned around. There's this huge sandhill crane oh, man. that must have had a nest there. I'm thinking, seriously? Wow. You didn't go south? But this thing was not happy that I was doing my business in its area. And it was, oh, man. I literally came face to face with that thing. It was unbelievable. Wow. But it was really also a really wonderful moment. Oh, man. I, I remember a number of years ago when I was in high school uh, fly fishing this, uh, this beaver pond near Hoback Junction in Wyoming. And... Uh, there was a moose, a cow moose. It just kind of walked out in the middle of this marsh, and it was about 50, 60 yards away. And I didn't realize at the time that, uh, you know, this is uh, this is a little different than having a cow out there. Those wow. moose can get kind of nasty. Yeah, I'll tell you but what. I, but I remember how cool it was. I was catching brook trout, and, and, you know, 50 yards away, here's this moose feeding, watching me, I'm sure admiring my, my fly fishing <laughs> skills. Well, if you live in Alaska, that's probably a common uh, occurrence. Man, that's Not right. Not so much yeah, in Hoback Junction. That's right. Wow. I know it. It reminds me of, of hunting recently, uh, a couple years ago. And I was in these willows. We were pheasant hunting, working this draw. And I had my dog Zoe with me. Zoe's a golden retriever. And she was bounding through the willows. But she was up far enough. And I looked and I, I felt something at my feet. And I looked down. Here was a porcupine. Oh, at my feet and it shot oh, my man. foot full of quills. Now, fortunately, wow. I had hunting boots on. Whew. So I quickly, uh, I was worried that Zoe was going to come to me. If she would have done it, she would have gotten her nose full, filled with quills. But so I raced to the side of the hill outside of the willows. But it was, just, again, another wonderful experience of, you know, kicking a porcupine while you're out uh, upland game wow. hunting. So weather is definitely in the outdoors, the wildlife. Yep. It's just all part of the great that's so true. What makes, what makes satisfaction yep. right, for fly fishing? So catching fish, experiencing the outdoors. So what else? Well, we've talked about this uh, in a previous podcast, but this idea of companionship, right? Yeah. Doing something together. That's it. And we've always said that guys need a mission to do things. Yeah. And I do, I'm not a woman, so 
I don't know if that's also true for women. I'm not going to try to project, but I, I just, this idea of, I'm not going to sit and talk to you about something, yeah. but if I can go do something, yeah. you know, um, unless I'm great conversations, oh my goodness, deep conversations, some really good but... conversations. And sometimes they start kind of innocuous, innocuously, yeah, like you're just mm-hmm. talking about, Hey, how's Luke's football doing? Yeah. Or, you know, how's Pris doing your wife doing? Yeah. And that kind of leads into, okay, how do you see the next five years of your life? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Are you satisfied with where you're at? And some of these really, really good conversations. So to me, satisfaction includes that layer. It really does. I've said this before on another podcast, but, uh, but I, I love solitude. I really do. And yet, even though I love solitude, I prefer to fish with somebody else, just sharing that experience and, you know, I've had that with you. I, I, I've had that with my sons and my brother, and and those are those are times that I look back on. And you know, I, I had that with my dad. I think that's where I first picked up that idea. We we fished a little bit together, but we hunted, man. We hunted whitetail. We hunted elk, and uh, uh, those are those are some of the best memories that I ever had. And it's because we were uh, we were doing that together. We you know that that companionship. One of the most fun things of uh, upland game hunting which we do every fall just I just came back from North Dakota and one of the mornings we went out we did a goose hunt and we set out the deeks and ended up no geese came out that morning but my son Corey was there and then you know my dad's cronies are all about his age just a little bit younger my dad's 82 and the Mm -hmm. others are about 78 and 77 so the hunt is pretty much over. We're just standing around. We haven't picked up the decoys yet. And they start telling Oli and Lena jokes, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, some of them tend to be a little raw, but um, I have to say that it's just one of the most delightful moments of the entire week of going out upland game game hunting. So, so you know, the companionship part is such a huge uh, piece of satisfaction. It really is. What else, Dave? Another is growing in the art. So, We've talked about this so many times, but there are folks who buy their outdoor experiences, right? They are going to go on a big elk hunt, so they spend ten grand a piece, go to a lodge in Montana. The guide takes them out. They point their gun. They shoot it. They get an elk. It's all dressed, field dress for them. You know, the 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 meat is shipped back. You know, yeah. that's I. I that's one form of hunting. It's not what I call hunting, but yeah. it's one form of hunting. Same is true for fly fishing. Folks mm-hmm. who simply buy their fly fishing experiences. I right. was with a friend down in Texas, and he was telling me about all of his friends who have been fly fishing. He said once, and they went out and bought $10,000 worth of fly fishing gear and never went again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good. Keeps them off the river. <laughs> but to me, I wouldn't do it if yeah. I wasn't growing in the sport. Right. Now, you're not saying, uh, you know, don't hire a guide. No, 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 no. Now, you and I do it a lot. Right. In fact, yeah. once generally on every trip we go, yeah. at least a half mm-hmm. a day, we typically... Uh, hire a guide yep. but usually it's for in t- in intel right like it is finding the lay of the land yeah. you know finding access mm-hmm. um, learning if you're going like if we were to go to let's say you know there's some streams I think in northwest Missouri yeah. somebody posted mm-hmm. on our site right we'd probably need a guide exactly well and we did that recently we hired a guide in a particular river and then we went back a few days later and we actually did better that day than than we did with the guide, and and it was because of his expertise. Though. Absolutely. But otherwise, we would have uh, we would have been kind of stumbling in the dark. I- eventually, 
we would have dis- I think we would have discovered that place, but I was remember I was thinking of starting about a mile uh, down river and walking up and it, the point is it just would have taken us longer. So yeah, nothing wrong with doing that, but but you're right. There are some guys that uh, uh, I, I think they don't really uh, try to grow in the craft and that's that's part of it's a uh, large part of satisfaction. It really is. Is the frustration and then the growth getting better, mm-hmm. taking a step back, yep. making mm-hmm. two step, taking two steps forward? Uh, that's why I fly fish. Yeah, it's one of I, the big reasons I fly fish. I, I do too. It it is fun to uh, to get better, and yeah, I, I feel like man, I you know I'll I'll still be learning the the day I die, but uh, it is fun. I, I see little signs of progress and. Uh, and I see a little bit of progress in you, Dave, just, just, to, just to try to encourage you. <laughs> oh, you're so nice oh, and warm. And, Such and, an encourager. Yeah. Hey, there's one more we wanted to talk about, a couple more. One is, and I don't know what to call this exactly, but maybe space or margins. And, and by that, I mean, I maybe I'm quirky on this, but I tend to enjoy the experience a little bit more if I know I have some margin. So for example, uh, rather than having to rush right off the water and get back to a meeting or something, if I know, hey, I can go to dinner, or if I know that, hey, I've got a couple days I can fly fish, so after a great day, I have another one to look forward to. And maybe I feel that way because when I lived in Montana, I remember so often I'd go out for three hours, and, and it was great, but I, I also had this uh, sense of, man, i got to hurry, I've, I've, I've got to get off in time because I've got a commitment, I've got a meeting, I've got some, you know, something that I, that I have to do, or it's an early morning tomorrow, and so I, I really do enjoy the time when I have some margins. I don't know if you feel that same way or not, but that's important to me. That's certainly true when I think about our longer trips. Some days we'll take, well, some trips are only two-day trips, right. and sometimes they're only like 36 hours. Uh, but th- when we have like four days in a row or five days in a row, it's, there's this margin that if you, if you have a bad day one day, you know that you've got more days ahead of you. You can go to dinner. You, don't, you know mm-hmm. you're not pressured for yeah. meetings. I think my biggest struggle with margin and space through the years is my work, which tends to overrun my yeah. life. It mm-hmm. seems like every time we go on a large trip, there's some chaos that erupts with one You're of our clients. You're getting audited. <laughs> I'm getting audited, yeah. right, exactly. Oh. In fact, <laughs> this is a true story. I got the letter from the Illinois Department of Employment Security. They did an audit of my firm, and I got the letter two days before we were to go to this trip to Montana, yeah. and I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Will it really make a difference if I don't open this until I get back? So I decided... <laughs> I decided not to open that letter for 10 days. Wow. And, and it all turned out great. It all it? turned yeah. out great. Yeah, yeah, it all ended up going being well. But it it, it, it actually created space so mm-hmm. that I I wasn't stressed about mm-hmm. this on this, yeah. just obsessing about what was happening yeah. back home. So um, this idea of space, I think that does create mm-hmm. satisfaction. It does. Part of the whole. It does. And yet, yeah, there's another side to it. I'm going to let you talk about this because... Sometimes you just have to make the most of what you have. So I, I think there's one other uh, element that that ties into satisfaction. What is it, Dave? Yes, we'd all love to live in Washington and fish steelhead, you know, every other day, or live in Montana and fish 
the Madison or the Yellowstone every day, but you know, we, we have what we have. And right. I think mm-hmm. one of the things through the years, now that I've moved back to the Midwest or to the Midwest, mm-hmm. I should say, is I don't have the chance to fish as frequently as I used to fish when no. I lived in Colorado. I also don't get to fish the kind of rivers and, and high mountain lakes that I used to That's fish. Right. So instead, you know, we fish mostly in the Driftless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, you've also, yep. also fished in the Milwaukee. There's also these other, these other rivers up here and in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I think there is coming to terms with what you've been given to fly fish, right? right? And, and to then really, making the most of and it. And making the most of it. appreciating it. And making the most of it. Yeah. I have come to really love fishing, fly fishing the Driftless. Yeah, it is. You know, and I was just thinking, we should probably do a little winter trip here, mm-hmm. maybe in early December, yep. and just get out for a couple mm-hmm. days. Yep. We might not catch anything, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. just... I, and so it's coming to peace with where you are, the space you've been uh, given, and the just... W- the amount of fly fishing you can do, it's all those things that create satisfaction. It really is. And, and that's true of all of life. If, if you're not content, and I believe that contentment comes from gratitude. If, if you're grateful for what you have, if you appreciate it, yeah, boy, that so will, that so will breed contentment. And, and yeah, learning to be happy with what you have. And then when you get one of those great moments on the water, like we, we had a couple of them this fall, uh, then hopefully it, it's not so much a greedy thing, but there's a deeper sense of appreciation. So yeah, contentment's huge. I think also a corollary to contentment is this sense: um, if you are grateful, you only have that moment, right? Right. When you're having mm-hmm. those great days. You can't like extend it. Yeah, Once you're you done. Can. You're done. Yep. And I do think I wasn't as good as this as I am now in my earlier years. But when I am having one of those really wonderful moments, not looking ahead or trying to consume the moment, but just really, really being grateful for what I have. Soaking it up. Yeah, totally. Like sucking all the... People talk about slowing it down. Slowing it down. That's a good... I'm beginning to understand that. I really am. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Well, great. Great stuff on uh, satisfaction and fly fishing. Hey, it's time now for great stuff from our listeners. And here's a comment from Quinn in response to our podcast on the healing properties of fly fishing. And I'll try to get through this. This is, uh, this is moving. Quinn writes, A few years ago, my son, who was two at the time, was diagnosed with brain cancer. My wife and I, our lives changed forever that day. Within 24 hours of his diagnosis... Uh, We were getting the cancer. He was getting the cancer taken out. Throughout the next year, the only thing that would get me away from that part of my life was fly fishing. When I had the chance to escape for an hour or so, I focused on what the fish were eating, where I needed to cast my fly on the run I was at, and so forth. For those brief moments, I was able to heal myself mentally. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow, wow. Boy. Yeah, there is something about uh, fly fishing, and I'm sure that there are other pursuits that could do the same thing, but uh, when you're able to, uh, uh, boy, have, have another challenge that, that kind of grabs your attention, so you don't, have to, you don't have to focus on that tragedy for the moment. By the way, here's how he ends. Good news. He says, that was seven years ago, and my son is now doing fantastic. Wow. So, wow. yeah, thank the Lord for that. Wow. He said, you can't tell he had to battle cancer at such a young age. Uh, we are very blessed, and, and indeed he is. Pretty moving comment there, would you say? Well, I, what, what really strikes me is the juxtaposition between suffering, which is his son having cancer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
contentment, which fly fishing yeah. brings, right? Yep, and, that's right. Um, sometimes you get both in life. Yeah, it's nice it's, when you can ha- it's have very, the fly fishing during those difficult moments. It is, and and you know what? People need an outlet for uh, grief, and sometimes people might feel guilty about doing something like that. But I tell you what, I've I've worked with a lot of people who. In, in times of grief, don't know how to express it. They don't have an outlet, and they end up doing things that are very destructive. and And sometimes that's just even even pulling, you know, deep inside, and 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 it just tears them up. But they don't know how to express it, or else they do something stupid. So this was uh, Quinn. Thanks for sharing. This yeah, is a great a story. Great story. Great story. Well, that'll do it for today. Uh, I'm curious, what makes a satisfying day on the river for you? We'd love to hear about it. Please tell us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What makes a satisfying day on the river? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love for you to visit our podcast on iTunes and rate it. Give us a review. That helps. Helps promote the podcast. Also, you can download a podcast app on your phone and receive our weekly podcasts. If you want access to every episode we've ever published, visit our website and click on every episode, and that lists every published episodes from episode one. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.